Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mac and Football Show on Friday night, live on YouTube and available on all podcasting services. Today I'm joined, if you're watching, by DJ and Jacob. We do have uh, Paul and Dov on the call so they can join at any point. You'll see their names pop up if they do decide uh, they have a couple of minutes spare. But we have a lot to talk about from a Sunderland perspective. Hello, DJ, and hello, Jacob. Hello, hello. Good evening. Good evening. So, uh, there's a couple of things we, we can go through today, um, but first I just want to um, do a little bit of a, a shout-out, I guess, to uh, John Motson, who sadly passed away uh, this week, and, yeah, just the amount of work he's... Well, it was yesterday, actually, on the 23rd of Feb, the amount of work he's done for football up and down the country on his commentaries it's um yeah it's it's a it's a noteworthy career and uh yeah sad passing any... i didn't know he was well passed away in his sleep that's the best way to go i think isn't it don't know about yeah. it endless i don't know if you've got work the next day like he, you know what i mean he can't even call in sick can he oh no so that's weird. That's way too soon. Um, yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. He's he's done loads of work up and down uh, the football, the UK football uh, scene. He's done Scotland games. He's done England games. He's done FA Cup finals. He's uh, done FIFA, Talk Sport, BBC. Only thing he didn't do though was ITV. <laughs> so, uh, what does that say about ITV forty? Um, but yeah, sad passing from John. I think he was 77. Was yeah, 77. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, 77, what years old? Oh, I don't think the eight. I don't. <laughs> well, I don't think he commentated many on many Sunderland games. I know yeah, it, it wasn't so much in the 73 FA Cup final. It was, um, I think it was Barry Davis. And um, Jimmy Jimmy Halo did the seventy three FA Cup win over Leeds. Well, he he basically did it for match of the day um, for a long time, and the seventies era wasn't really covered that much by TV. So um, unless it was on the radio at that time, um, it's unlikely that he covered that game, but. Uh, I believe he was covering the Hillsborough disaster as well, which is... Like... Yeah, he, he was. I remember him doing a... <clears throat> when the terraces were filling up, mm-hmm. John Motson made an off-air comment. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like he was telling the camera, he says, look down there. He says, no, 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 there. He says, it's it's absolutely round in the middle. And he says, but look at all the empty... empty st- the stairs, you can you can see the fish, fish barriers. He says, there's loads of empty spaces. And he was puzzled. He says, unless that's for tickets for Newcastle, he says, that's what it is, I suppose. There's, well, to be fair, the, the UK um, scene has not been... There's no neutral seats in the stadium, is there? It's the home or away, there's no... No, I just think he was he was puzzled. He couldn't understand why like the central bit was just absolutely rammed and there was like nobody in the end bits, the end pens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yep, it's a sad, sad time for football. It's, uh, yeah... I think he commentated for Sun and Liverpool in the FA Cup final in 1992. 1992, yeah. Yes, he did. He's got, he's got loads of accolades for FA Cup finals and 
Um, he's been labelled as uh, Britain's favourite commentator. Um, so yeah, mine's better than these bloody women commentating high pitched screeching away. Uh, I do not stand for that, but um, as you might be able to tell on the live stream, Paul has joined us as well. Sorry, I'm late, but hello, hello, hello. Uh, so we, we, how we, <laughs> no worries about being weird. We haven't gone into our Sunderland games yet. We're just quickly chatting around um, John Watson and his passing. So just, just moments from, from him and yeah, enjoying what he did. Potentially, you know, do you have any um, games or memories of commentaries that <laughs> you saw of his? Not really, but. I'm actually sad that he's actually died, mate. Like, um, it was a shock. It was, it was a shock. Yeah. So you will have you will have seen pretty much any of his commentaries if you've watched an England game of the World Cups. Um, that's been covered by the BBC. He's commented on every single one of them for the last ten World Cups. So that's forty years of football. Yeah. So some somebody, if as long as you've watched an England game during the World Cup, you've you've listened to John. Um, yeah. Okay. We'll we'll move on from that. We've got two games to cover this week. Um, next week will only be just the one, which is taking place tomorrow. I think I'm doing a watch along stream. DJ, are you doing one? Or are you busy tomorrow? No, no, doing the watch along um, stream. It's early kick off half after twelve, isn't it? It is. It's a lunchtime kick off. Paul, I think you're going to the game. No, actually, not for a change. <laughs> what? What? Is it too early? Still in your pajamas at that time. Uh, the tickets all sold out. So, uh, for a change, I'm actually going to join you tomorrow. Oh, is fantastic. that Paul from RWA? It is indeed. <clears throat> oh, how you doing, Paul? I was I was chatting to you uh, yesterday. You don't like me jokes on your on your channel, do you? <laughs> you all, yeah, I always make us laugh, JJ. <laughs> <laughs> What was that game you were playing yesterday? The Harry Potter quiz. No, that was the day before, wasn't it? The Harry Potter quiz. That was... We always do a quiz on um, Kahoot. That was um, mad. Uncovering the squares. Guess what Guess what these are and that. Yeah, that was that was a food quiz last night. <laughs> Why? It it's, it's proper... It doesn't make any sense to football, but, yeah, I guess it's a nice little... You wouldn't have liked it, Lance, if you joined in, because... Um, Brad actually put five seconds to, answer, to actually answer the question. I was like, come on. How? Well, what if there's a lag? <laughs> I know. Oh, that's, that's just poor. Give him a full minute. Whoever's fastest wins. Um, you, liked that, you, laughed, you liked that joke, didn't you, the other week when I said about the muffy here, Paul? You were laughing, you were in stitches over that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was actually. <laughs> um. Yeah, Jacob, what are you doing tomorrow? Are you joining us on the watch along? Are you still asleep? You're working? What's what's happening? I'll be joining you. I'll join you. Good, good stuff. So we have two live streams. If you're a Sunderland fan, you know where to find us. <laughs> um, and right, let's talk about the one-one draw. Bristol City. Uh, I'm disappointed. I'm a little bit. Um, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated considering how how much we were like on the up and up and really buzzing around the QPR Reading games. To... Whoa! Ow! 
was, that was loud, DJ. Sorry. Um, the the down of drawing against Bristol City to a penalty in the last minute. We're just on live. So I forgot we're on live. Um, yeah. What what were your feelings about the Bristol City game first and foremost? It's on pause now. It's fine. Disappointing to concede late, really. We we could have held on, and we never do it the easy way. And we just conceded a daft penalty. To be honest, it were it was quite rough, and you know, and that was Bristol's first time scoring from a penalty in quite a while. So it's just a bit embarrassing, really. But you know, do you think it was a penalty at all? It did look quite bad, but, you know, there's probably worse than that, but it's referee's decision at end of the day. Um, I'd probably say, yeah, to be fair. So, but... I don't think it is a penalty. I think the incident would have been a penalty if it was isolated, but the first yeah. foul on him causes him to foul the striker. So, the striker, like, clips his back leg, he's falling, and he pulls... Well, he try- basically tries to cushion his fall by grabbing onto the uh, striker's legs and the, the striker goes down in the box and he the referee just sees him falling over and grabbing this player down at the ground. He doesn't see that the person's been tripped by that striker to cause that pull down. So if it was VAR, I genuinely think that wouldn't have been given as a penalty um, because the first foul would be the... would have caused a stop in play and that that would have cascaded... Darth, welcome along. You're free to join if you want, if you've got the time. Um, but yeah, it was given, and it, it kind of put a really damp squib on the end of what was, I think, a really good sullen display. It just... It just goes to this, it just goes to show you, you can never really rest on just one goal. And especially in this league, to be fair, sometimes you can't even rest on two goals. But... The fact that we didn't score a second cost us in that match all, all three points. We do end up taking up one, which is okay. Kept us in the uh, playoffs for that for that match. But um, yeah, um, I thought over, for about 90 minutes of that game, we win with a shout of taking home all three points. It's just that one moment at the very end. Paul? Well... <laughs> I was there, <laughs> and you probably wouldn't. Well, you wouldn't have seen me on the stream because I was sitting in the southwest corner. Yeah. Uh, sadly, where the uh, the people at the back was banning on the boards, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whether you're the you're the guy who's banging the boards. No, that's not me. <laughs> nice. I've I've just I've just muted DJ for for a little while, by the way. Um. Just because there's shouting in the background and it, it kind of distracts a bit. Um, so let me know when that's calmed down. If that's all right. Acacia says, hi, Anf, and the lads. Welcome. Happy Friday Thank evening. You, but, oh. um, yeah. Did I, think, did I think that was a penalty against them? No. No. Okay. And is it the same reason I'm, I'm saying as well? It was... Um, well, it, there was a foul on... Try Hume wasn't there before that penalty. Yeah, there was a foul on Try Hume further up the pitch, but also the defender who caused the foul as well. So there was t- there was two fouls that were completely ignored, and the penalty decision was given. I thought 
it was a little bit too easy to, to give it to Bristol. Um, and I couldn't believe that the, uh, what Pearson said after the game, that's actually their first penalty as well. They've actually had. This season? Yeah, it is. Wow. Right, so DJ is DJ's voice... There you go. The shouting stopped. Good. So he's popped in the chat. John Motson's stat. The commentary that launched a young Motson's BBC career matched the day only intended to show a small clip of this his match with a focus on being Liverpool versus Leeds and Preston versus Manchester United. Never heard of Preston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Over there. Mm. <laughs> we'll, we'll stop the Preston shit already. Um, yeah, okay. So... Yeah. I don't know. It's a frustrating point, but I'd much rather have a point than nothing. And I'd be more begrudged if it was still nil nil and he gave that penalty in the last second because there was a lot of decisions before that point that should have been called for Sunland as well. Um, like you said, the the try Hume fell, but there was. I don't think we had a penalty appeal in that match, but we did have a couple of fouls just outside their box, which. Could have broken up play, could have could have sped it down, or could have put the emphasis on our attack rather than their defence. So, yeah, well, time wasting as well, you know, when the mm-hmm. player was um, then on the touchline. Oh yeah, I forgot. That. I thought that was the um, Rotherham game, but no, seems to be a, a character trait for all of our opposition, doesn't it? It's waste. <laughs> yeah, it is. Let's waste as much time as possible because uh, they end up conceding late on because of it. Yeah, um, he was off the pitch, and yeah, he was off the pitch, and the, the ref wouldn't play on. It, I, I, yeah, I don't understand that. Yeah, if it's head head trauma, but he was off the pitch by like two, three yards, and like what, what, what was he trying to achieve? Well, to be honest, Bowers would tell you because I actually shouted my head off. At the referee, actually, at that point. He's off the pitch, get on with the game. I actually shouted to the ref, just play on. Do you think he heard you, mate? Because he clearly didn't play on. He always did. (laughs) (laughs) I'll shout louder. (laughs) It took took him three minutes for that. But is a point that the stadium light a bad thing for that match? No, nah, I would have took that. Um, I would have took the point before kick off. See, I, I disagree with that. I, I, to be fair, I think I disagree with Rotherham as well. Um, a point before that game would have been tragic. Um, what happened at the Rotherham game is just absolute embarrassment. But uh, yeah, the the Bristol City team were out of form and they pick up a point. Oh no, they were in form, weren't they? They uh, yeah, drew. They, they drew two and won two in the last four. So that I don't know. Actually, yeah. If if the team's on the up and up, I guess a point is okay. But I think to concede in the was it ninety second minute from a penalty spot, it just just feels like the the winds were kicked out of our seals at that at that final whistle. Um, Clark scored for us in that one, didn't he? Yeah, yeah it was Jack Clark. Yeah. Uh, DJ, you're back? Yeah, hello. Cool, 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 cool. So the Jack Clock goal against Bristol City, what do you think of it, first and foremost? 
The goal itself? The goal itself, yeah. Just trade, um, typical trademark Jack Clark. Um, you know, he cuts inside, he flicks the ball with his foot, drops his shoulder, bank, picks his, picks his spot. Top bins again. Yeah. I really like. I really enjoyed the goal. I think it was a moment of pure quality from him yet again. But my concern is we're reliant on Jack Clark. Well, we have been for like Clark Roberts, um, basically the, the central midfielders and the wingers to, to cut in, to break past two or three defenders, then score. Is that concerning? The goal itself, well, it absolutely is, brilliant. But there's every, there's every chance he could get injured as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it can happen. That's why, it, that's why it's dangerous to try and rely on just on one player all the time. Look what happened to Ross Stewart. Well, Ross Stewart, um, Ross Stewart's out for the rest of the season, isn't he? he he's not got another like he had a, nine weeks. He had his operation today, apparently. Yeah, so, so when you have your operation, you've got at least um, 12 weeks in, in cast. Then you've got. Oh, right. Then you've he got. Can't play it horror, no? He can't play tomorrow, no. He can't play. No, he could, but like, he's m- m- the season. maybe on a game of FIFA, not actual, not an actual match. <laughs> so he he's not. I doubt he'll be back until like October. To be honest, um, it's it's about six six to eight months before you you start becoming well, able to Mowbray's, run again. I think Mowbray's expecting him back for the start of preseason. I, d- I honestly doubt that. It's it's too soon. Uh, you wouldn't want to be putting too much weight bearing straight onto it. You wouldn't want to be. Um, the only way I can see it working is if he still does loads of cardio and stuff while he's in the cast. Which is like, what do you do? You can't roll. You can't cycle. You can't run. So how do you do cardio and keep yourself fit for that period? Might affect our next season, couldn't it? We could have a bad start to the season next season without him. Well, I, th- I think what it does is it, it decreases his value, so it makes him more likely to stay at Sunderland, and it makes us more likely to look for more strikers in replacement in that summer window. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Hopefully we'll keep Diallo as well, because I hope he don't fuck off back to Man U, because their atmosphere is like a library at Old Trafford. Well, it's, it's, it's doing much better than it has in the past over the last couple of um, months to be fair they they are mm. they're doing alright last night was an he unbelievable game for Man U he won't get any game time if he goes back to Man U he'll get more game time at Sunderland of course but is Marcus Rashford injured then? no is he missing the Carabao is he missing the Carabao Cup final? I don't know I don't think so I heard it, I seen a little snippet in one of the sports headlines on social media he could, like, could miss the the final Oh, that's interesting. Um, I don't know, mate. Yeah, like, just if if you can yeah, confirm he, it, he's injured. I checked on me football app that I have. He is injured, Rashford. So that's it. Newcastle will win that now. Not necessarily. No. I don't think Man U are reliant on one player to bag no, all the goals. as well. So I think it'd be. Three one Man United. I think they'll win three one Man U. Well, it depends who goals in goes in goal for Newcastle because Pope can't play, can he? Carrius. I think Carrius is going to be in goal for Newcastle. And there you go. They've got Mark Gillespie as well. Gillespie, uh, uh, yeah, Gillespie, yeah. The um, how old God, is he? 
there's a Premier League game tonight, actually, I've just seen. Yeah, um, Wolves have took the lead over Fulham 1-0 at the minute. Uh, we called that, at, I think, at the very start of the stream. Um, yeah, sorry, that was, that was a bit of a side tangent, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> from from discussing Clark's goal to end up at Man U and Newcastle's Wembley final, and I don't know how that, how that happened, but... Um, yeah, Clark's goal, the reliance on that winger cutting in is a bit... Um, it's a little bit of a worry, and I think we're starting to get sussed out. The benefit of having an early kickoff against Coventry tomorrow is we can try something completely new, or we can, we can um, keep going with what we've done over the past month or so. And now that Gelhardt's scoring, I can see that being beneficial for us in that Coventry match. Yeah. Hi, Kisha. You mentioned Coventry, Jans. Yep. Um, the Coventry fan that um, um, Brad was on a Coventry fan's podcast yesterday. Yep. And that, that Coventry fan said apparently because Tony Mowbray was with Coventry. Yep. Um, the Coventry fan rec said that apparently Tony Mowbray has actually had decent results um, against Coventry. I th he's had decent results against all of his former clubs. You got to remember we we beat Berra, which was one of his former clubs. Beat Blackburn at home, which was one of his former clubs as well. So maybe maybe it's a good omen. All of his former clubs, we get three points against. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, yeah, because Coventry's actually got a couple of injuries uh, going into tomorrow. The 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 one player for Coventry that really uh, worries me, like skill wise, is Guy Carres. Somebody can correct me out and say his name, but you know what I mean. Um, oh, you're on about Victor. Victor Guy Guy, Guy yeah. Um, he's banging goals in left, right, and centre. He's he's a, he's an absolute threat. So I think if we manage to keep him quiet. And frustrated for the entire ninety, we will win that game. He is is uh, a bit of a goal machine. Callum O'Hare is injured. Yeah, it wouldn't have made that much of a difference, to be honest. Uh, our well, I was going to say our former Loney <laughs> from Man City hasn't. Um, he's uh, he's been doing well for them. Uh, Callum Doyle. Yes, he has. Um. Yeah. Uh, DJ, you've been quiet for a couple of minutes. He's you on mute. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Try and involve him. Uh, Jacob. Yeah. What? You, what's your thoughts on the uh? What? What on again? Sorry. I'm getting on the cov match. Cov match. I think it will be tight because they are a pretty good side, Coventry. But if they, I think you never know. I, I can, we could get actually a surprising result because of Mowbray's omens against um, his previous clubs. So it would be a good three points if we beat Coventry, but it won't be an easy ride, I'll say. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to throw in your predictions for that? Oh. It's a, it's an early oh. kickoff. It's just fifteen hours away. There's oh, there's two results in my head. One 
one part of my brain saying two two, but another part of my brain saying three two Sunland. So you know what? I'm actually going to go with three two Sunland. Okay, okay. I'm I'm a little concerned with that scoreline, but uh, Paul, what are you reckoning? Uh, I don't know because uh, <laughs> I was down Rotherham and that performance. Mm-hmm. Mm. But uh, Mowbray is going to make changes tomorrow. He has to. It was I hope it is the right ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh... No, I'll take three ones on land. Okay. Um, who's getting the goals for us? Oh, you both went with three goals. You both went with three goals. Who's getting the goals? Diallo, Clark, and Roberts. Me, uh, Gelhart is going to get one at Coventry. Okay. Patrick Roberts and. If he plays, I'm going to say Alex Pritchard. Okay, I like that. DJ sounds like he's back. No, he's just. It just sounds like he's back. You can hear his background. Um, yeah. I I do think that you're you're both saying we're going to concede goals in this one, three one and three two. That's concerning me because I think we've had. Obviously, we've conceded two goals in the last two games, but I don't think we were uh, two goals in the in the Rotherham game, and then then the one in the penalty against Bristol City. I don't think that defensively uh, we can be as vulnerable as we were in those two matches. I think we're gonna we're gonna switch it up at the back and go for a clean sheet. So I want to say Sunderland one nil. I know that sounds like a really boring tight. Scoreline, but I'd take a nil-nil draw and have a clean sheet over a goal fest on Sky. I mean, a draw wouldn't be too bad, would it, against Coventry? Because they are a quite tight side, so you know they're eleven foot <laughs> minute. So yeah, that 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 shows that they are a pretty good side. They've so only they've only won one less game than us so far this season, so they're, they're pretty yeah. much on par with us. They're not a shit either when you think about it. They're not a shit team. So they had a very, very, very slow start of the season though, because of their pitch mm. pitch situation. How's everything going on with their stadium? Have the you know with Rico Stadium? Is it all? Are they playing it somewhere else, or they're still playing it thingy? They're still they're still yeah. playing there, but I don't think it's called the Rico anymore. All right. Um, but yeah, the the pitch issues are, are resolved now because there's no festivals or tournaments being hosted there. The, the Birmingham um, Commonwealth Games stuff with the, yeah. uh, the with the rugby. That's the whole reason the pitch was shredded. Um, but yeah, they've all cut, they've all caught up on the games in hand. Really, they've got one more, I think, against. Um, Coventry got a game in hand on us. Yes, the one thirty-two, but they are five points behind. So we, if we, oh, there you go, that's better. Um, the they have five points on it, but if we beat them, that game in hand will pretty much mean that they. If we beat them, it's a six-pointer for us essentially. 
they have to win their next game that they have in hand to be back where they're at right now. So I don't know. I think it's I think it's an okay team to pick up a point against. Hello, boys in blue, welcome along. Um, yeah, I think I think that's Coventry's a half decent opponent. They're on a, a decent spell. They've won the last two games on the bounce. That normally means for them that they are going to either draw or lose the next match. I don't think they've strung three ones to three wins together this season. Very much like us. Um, yeah, half decent team. Is DJ back? Or is it still background noise? I've muted him, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Um. Yeah. Okay. A point against Coventry would be nice, but I'm going to go for us on a one-nil win, and that would, I think, bring us back into the playoffs. Uh, we are just one point out of the playoffs, and if Millwall, Luton, or Watford draw, lose, and we we win, essentially, uh, we leapfrog them. So it's quite tight at that part of the table. Anywhere Norwich up can be in the playoffs. Um. Come three o'clock. Sunday, I guess. As in, it's interesting because those two teams you mentioned, I've just seen who they've got tomorrow. Yep, and they are. Luton's got Burton. Uh, Luton's got Birmingham. Luton, Birmingham, yeah. And Wofford have actually got Acacia's team, Sheffield United. It's the perfect time to play Sheffield United, isn't it? Isn't it? Two losses on the bounce. Um. Uh, 12 points adrift of Burnley in first place, but they're also four points safe and the game in hand on Middlesbrough. So they could lose this and still be absolutely fine. It's just if they keep dropping points, um, that might be interesting. So it was that Watford you said against Sheffield? Yeah, Watford's got Sheffield United. So what are we hoping for in that game? A draw or a Sheffield United win? Uh, Sheffield United win for me. Yeah, Sheffield United win. That's a strange one because if we if we go on a good spell, we could basically be two points away from Sheffield. It's unlikely to happen. Let's let's face it. We've got to win six on the bounce, and they've got to lose like four of the six games. Um, but DJ's back, by the way. It's uh, mathematically possible. I can see and hear. Everything okay, DJ? You back? You you good? No, fine, fine, fine. Good. Did you sound out of breath? Yeah, I just had to move from one end of the sofa to the other. I'm just a bit unfit. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> That's a little bit more than unfit, mate. So, <laughs> uh, we we've ha- we've gone through. I don't know if you've what you've heard and what you haven't so far, but we've gone through the predictions for the Cov game tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Um. Jacob said 3-2 win. Paul said a 3-1 win. I said I'd be happy with a clean sheet, but a 1-0 win is what I'm going to go for. And what are you going for? I'm going for 3-0 Coventry. Okay, why? Just, um, I don't know. I'm just not very confident from that Rotherham performance. And mm-hmm. With Coventry, I don't think we've done well against Coventry for a while. I always seem to get the upper hand on us, so they are a good, strong physical side. Um, I think we'll struggle. Well, we were... They weren't ours, but 
they were we were theirs. We were the opening game of the season for them, right? Uh, yeah. they, they they weren't able to fulfil their first fixture because of their pitch issues. Um, but now now it's at the, the the newly named Rico. I don't even know what the stadium's called. Now it's at Coventry. Um, we've pretty much levelled out the season so far against them. Um, I'm I'm a little bit more optimistic than you are. Yeah, they've they've won the last two games on the bounce, but that's. I mean, of course, the... I want them to win. Absolutely, I'm just letting me, me head do the thinking and stuff like because I sort of guess that would lose against, wouldn't win against Rotherham. Yeah, I get it, but it's it's <sighs> they don't usually go on good winning streaks. They go on good unbeaten streaks, but not winning streaks. So they've won two on the bounce. They they they're probably likely to draw, going by their like normal form book. Um, so I'm a little bit more optimistic. They, they've got one of the worst attacks in this league. Uh, they've scored 35 goals. Blackburn, who are the fourth, also have only 35 goals. Everybody else is above 40 in the top half of the table. Pretty they've won the last two, probably, haven't they? They've won the last two. Yeah, but they were against opposition that you'd expect them to beat. So... I don't know. It, it swings and roundabouts. It's just, are we catching them on a re- on a really good spell, and we're on this two game rut um, where decisions don't seem to go our way, or will we just kick ourselves up the arse before we go into the game and and fire out early goals and take a confident first half performance for the first time in a very very long time? They've not lost. They've not actually lost that many at home. I've only lost once, um, tw- twice I think in. Who's that? Twenty-two. Oh. Yeah, that was that was at home against Burnley. Yeah. I'm trying to think who the team it was. I'm trying to think who the team was they lost against. Is home. it? Is it Preston? I don't know. <clears throat> Wait, what? What did he say last time Coventry lost a game? No, they lost in in 2022. <laughs> they lost against um, Burnley respectively. Yeah. It was a Birmingham, not West Birmingham. West Brom. They've lost to Norwich at home. Yeah. And uh, let me just do home. Uh, lost to Norwich at home. Decent, to be honest Blackpool yeah. in October and Preston in August. No, it was Preston. They've got, got a decent home record. They do have a half decent home record. The thing is, though, looking at their. History that so far this season, they start out the gates really slowly, and I think that's one thing that we've done poorly as well. So if we if we just change our or flip our mentality, let's let's bag two three goals in the first half an hour, and then work out what to do after that, rather than I don't know coming in at half time and saying all right we'll level or oh, we're one behind let's change our tactics accordingly. I just I don't know, I'd like us to get the front foot for once. Doesn't seem no, like I, a... I, went, I watched them play against um, Norwich a few weeks back, and Norwich murdered them. Within, within I think they were they were two or three nil down within the first fifteen minutes. Yeah, rather I've just searched up the name of their ground, Coventry's. Yeah. Their their ground is Coventry Build and Society Arena. If yeah, yeah, that sounds all. That's a that's way too much of a mouthful. I'm not going to be saying that. <laughs> um, in the one shoot stadium, though, isn't it? I know. 
I don't, I don't know. I'd rather take the Elton John Memorium or something. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> not far from you, is it? I'm Coventry. Not like too far, is it? When you no, it's, a, it's, it's about a 35, 40 minute drive. It's it's really not that bad to get to. Um, just down the year triple four. Um, anyways. But it's a bit of a shit old Coventry, but. <laughs> It's it's basically like a big industrial estate with a, like a, a Victorian street because the Germans bombed it a lot and they moved every building okay. that survived into this one street. So that's kind of it's, a nice place. It's a shame but... we, we haven't got any more of their uh, ex-players with us anymore. Yeah, but they were ex-Cov players for a reason. You know, like... Uh, I, I don't know, I'd rather, I'd rather not. They lost 3-4 to Wrexham, by the way, at home a couple of weeks ago. That's a shocker, right? Yeah. Against Phil Parkinson. Yeah, so, I don't know, something about some of the managers coming up against them. Uh, if you're looking at form books and stats, which we, te- we tend to like to do, uh, they have points per game 1.7 at home. We have 1.5 away from home. Uh, I don't know. It, it's 41% chance that Sunderland will win. A 47, a 38% chance that Coventry will win, apparently. So, well, to be honest, I think a lot of people will be worried because what Morbury said in his press conference uh, yesterday. I don't get why we're doing press conferences two days early, but yeah, what what did he say? He said actually that there is a new injury. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it's with the team that stayed back. I'm not sure if it's with the team, one of the team members he took down to Rotherham. I'm not sure, but there's a new injury. Um, it's a, as a, will this when will the squads be announced? Because it's obviously it's getting quite close to the game coming up and um we will put down a team I'll put put a team list down somewhere the night before right normally yeah I think um well Morby would have took I, I think the boys been the same same team as he took down to Rotherham uh, he probably take down. Did he not keep? He not take Anderson because Anderson played tonight. Yeah, I, I th- it will take the same team, but I think he might actually start a couple of the people that were on the bench. The we'll talk well, about. Yeah, he did say that um, Patrick Roberts will come straight into the starting eleven. Yeah, there you go. Perfect. That's absolutely ideal. Patrick Roberts, Jack Clark starting. Um, lethal. So firing out the gates is good. Why do you think he didn't start against Rotherham? Tactics, I guess. I I, I don't think it's anything other than he thought we might be better off without him starting and being that game changer late on rather than the team, the defenders sussing him out early. Because he he tends to score around the the 70 to 90 minute mark, doesn't he? That, That final 20 minute block. Doesn't normally score in the first half. Uh, game changer, rather. You know, than... I think he wanted to give him like a rest. You know, you know all the games we've actually had uh, uh, during the week. 
It could be because we've got a stinker mm. of results with uh, fixtures coming up this next month, mind. I know that some of the opposition we're coming up against is. <laughs> it's not great, but if you're looking at the other teams that have um, come up against the the top two teams this last couple of weeks, so they've pulled decent results out of it. Um, who was it? Millwall beat Sheffield, and they drew against Burnley. They played second and first, and still came away with four points. It's not impossible. You've just got to perform as well as Millwall have in those two matches, and be consistent about it. We can't if we if we are genuine about wanting to push for playoffs, which is now in the realms of possibility, fantastic season, regardless. Um if it is I something that we deep down inside I think the owners really don't want playoffs. I think the owners are very, very happy with us just consolidating in the championship this season. Well, if that's the case, why not finish in the playoffs, have a fantastic season? But not win them. <laughs> like you've got to be in it to win it, I guess. But like, what what a daft mentality to 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 have if it, that is correct. Well, I think KLD Dreyfus, he'll just he'll just crack his underwear. Three games in the Premier League, and then you really have to seriously spend some money, which I don't think he's really ever done since he's arrived. That's that'd be a shock to the system. All of them, I think, and Speakman. I think it's an investment we we'd need, but also if you go up, you get a parachute payment if you come straight back down. So maybe they don't spend the first year they're up, even if they do go up. It, it's it's a lot of ifs, what's and buts, right? We're we're just speculating at this yeah. point. It's, I mean, you never know. We could do a Fulham or a Brentford if we go to Prem. You just don't up, know, do you? Up. Brighton, when they first came up, didn't spend. They didn't spend. They spent a bit, but they didn't spend as much as anywhere near anybody else who uh, went up that season. And mm. look where they're at now. So you can't say we can't just assume that we'd go back down, can you? Because you just don't know, do you? I've got to say it's got to be the last two or three seasons for Everton. If they don't go down this season, they they are going to be a Championship team soon. Um, Everton are going to finish mid-table. Mark my word, they will. They probably they probably will this season, but they've been yeah. hovering for the last two, three years. They they can't keep hovering. We're the case in point of hovering around that bottom half of the table and not really doing anything with it. Um, Bournemouth are down. I'm sorry, but Bournemouth are down. Bournemouth, Bournemouth Southampton have gone. Evening, what about Rosie? Southampton? Deeper? What about Southampton? Do you think they're down? Well, you can't have four teams down, mate. No. <laughs> Bournemouth have Man City. We can dream. Yeah. Uh, we we kind of skipped over it, by the way. I I just just realised the Rotherham game itself. We've we've alluded to like how poor we were in that game. Um, I'll let you all call out an individual moment that you think either was fantastic for us or just an absolute shit show. So. Paul, because you were there, what was the biggest moment of that game for you? Uh, Girl Hart School. I'm fair, fair with that, mate. Girl Hart breaking his duck. You, you've been there to celebrate it. It's, it. Wasn't it like at the 60th minute mark, something like that? Wasn't that late on? Yeah, it was. It was, it was, it was something like that. It was still time for us to get a second. 
I, I know that. But it felt I don't know, a bit, little bit too... It didn't feel like we'd built up to it. It just felt like it came out of the blue. So... Yep. Yeah. Yeah, Gelhart scoring. Okay. DJ? Mommy, sort your out. Um, I think the, the change was... Um, the big point was when nobody marked one of their players for their opening and goal. I just thought mm-hmm. it was such uncharacteristic defending by Sunderland where we just seemed to all stand and freeze and just watch this player get nearer and more and more into space and then he unleashed a shot. I think they got it into their heads. It's all right, you're not going to score from there, which is the wrong attitude to have. And I think that yeah. was a game changer. I think it set Rotherham on the way. They were on the, they were on the offensive ever since then. Um, and I think it took the wind out, out the sails for Sunderland. But to me, that was a, that was a, a big decision for me, the, the big moment at Sunderland. It was just... Yeah. The horrible defending. It was like the old days of uh, Larry Grayson, who was manager. Thought was I thought it was well, shocking. I don't. I don't think it was the defending. It was the midfields, right? It was Mishu and Pritchard. Well, whoever it was, they certainly weren't closing them down. Dan yeah. Neil was in midfield. Was Mishu? Yeah. Dan Neil and Mishu basically just let him like drive for five, ten yards and take a shot from thirty out. Yeah, he had, he had about fifteen touches, didn't he? He's like, well, I went some and get a tackle and get get a block, get some in. I mean, bother him. When we went forward, like, they didn't give us they didn't give us any time on the ball at all. Yeah. Well, to be honest, uh, when when that actually happened, that was a tell you, I was actually shouting for Bar uh, to oh. actually come on. Bar? For whom, though? Who did you want off? Mishu. Mishu, okay. Uh, so, on the live stream, we called out Mishu being on that pitch had very little impact. Like, you could have replaced... like. The things he did, the passes he made were okay. Yep. They weren't outstanding, and I think any other player would have done the exact same shit, the exact same thing. Things so changing him off wouldn't have made that much of an impact for anybody else, and you could change up the entire dynamic of the team with hey Mishu being off the pitch. Okay. Um, Jacob, what was your moment of the game? Um. Just tell that goal. That was a nice moment. Two seconds. I'm just gonna. Can you just get us some? Mute DJ for a second while the the background's happening. There you go. Sorry, go for a minute. Jacob. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've muted DJ, so your audio is clear to me. Be able to talk through it. Right. That's good. Um. But yeah, that goal was good. But to be fair, in that match, there was too many people at the back. You know, defensive at the back. Um, okay. And their, their second goal was just dire on our perspective. Absolute dire. It embarrassing as well. Yeah. Shouldn't be losing to them. That's fucking disgusting in my opinion. Um, Rosie is saying it was atrocious yesterday at the signing yesterday at the Stadium of Light. The queues were crazy. Well, they announced like there was going to be Sunland signing, like Sunland player signing stuff yesterday, right? Yeah, it was a it was a signing session. Yeah, um, I'll I'll talk about that after we've we've finished Jacob's point. Um, the the second goal I felt was a carbon copy of the first in terms of Patterson. Patterson, yeah. Patterson for me have done so much better from shots from that range he had plenty of time mm-hmm. to see it he had plenty of time to yeah. maneuver both of them were low and slightly to his right side 
So that tells me he can't really drop bottom right all that well. And that is a weakness that I've identified as a layman, as a, as a, a supporter. Um, imagine mm. how much the technical coaches of our opposition will point out, shoot to the bottom right of this keeper. He, he struggles with them. You might miss a couple, but keep going in that place. Or if you give him the ice for that place, uh, finesse it round him. He he seemed to struggle from shots from like 20, 30 yards out and working out how to, how to clear them up. Um, giving you a yeah. lip. I don't care. Yeah. Right. Losing the in my opinion, it's not acceptable. I don't think it's acceptable considering how low down the table they are, but Blackburn lost more to them, so there's teams who've done worse than us, so we're this... not the only ones who bottled it to Rotherham. We're, we're nothing special in 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 that regard. Teams have lost to them. Eight teams have lost to them this season. So Huddersfield lost to them at Rotherham's yeah. ground. So, I mean, yeah. I know Huddersfield, but, but yeah, but uh, yeah. It, it just feels bad when you lose to a team that this late in the season that have performed poorly all season. Um, I, I think, think we'll get that. And I think this our game's the catalyst of them staying up. I think after us, they might get some results in there. Oh, I, I think so. Teams. Yeah, that that was an absolute shock. They, I don't think they were expecting to pick up anything from that match. The fact that they got mm. all three all three points is just a godsend. And also Cardiff for mm. one point below them, who were struggling more. Let me daft darlings on right. Let me let me know when DJ's cleaned up his background stuff. That's all right. Uh, yeah, so we'll quickly talk about the signings yesterday at the Stadium of Light. Did you do anything with that, Paul? Because obviously I'm nowhere near the northeast anymore. Um, Jacobs. No, I, I didn't go down, but I heard that the queue was, um, it wasn't good. Um, yeah. Apparently there was just one security guard. Oh my God, really? Uh, there was no police. Uh, <laughs> there was just one security guard on the door. <laughs> this this sounds like a Facebook party that like yeah my parents are out of town come to my house for a party it just sounds like that doesn't it like the entire masses of Sunderland just descended on the stadium lights store for their shit to be signed yeah that's that's madness one one member of staff doing security that's funny. Mm. Well, have you heard the news about uh, Skipper, a.k.a. Corey Evans, has signed a... Oh, yes. I, was that to the? Was that to celebrate that, that, that signing event? Was that to celebrate the signing of... <laughs> he, he didn't want signature. He wanted to sign one thing, then he wanted to sign everything. Um, yeah. People call him Skipper, don't they? Because even on some official Instagram account, they said, oh, Skipper's done this and that. It's like... Does he skip? No, but I think skip is another name for a leader, isn't it? But hang on a minute, darling. Just... Yeah. A lot of people. He got a lot of hate though last season, Corey Evans. I, I understand why he got a lot of hate though. It was um... yeah. I wasn't fond of him, but you know. It, it... Uh, well, no, not not hate. I think it's more just misguided yeah. uh, frustration, shall we say? I, I think it was just. Yeah. A lot of fans did get angry at him, didn't they? 
I they always blame. Well, yeah, well, they always need to blame somebody if we perform poorly. Yeah. Like I think yeah, we. Gooch is one of those players as well that's quite. Some fans, some fans like him, some fans don't. You know, but can't have everything, can you, as a player at football? Well, like I think we've all been pissed off very recently about um, Lugo Nine and his performances. Um, yeah, look at Swansea. Look what he did there. He messed up, didn't he? Oh yeah, and the piggyback ride. Although it was funny, it was very, very funny. But like that would that would potentially be a red card, you know? Because I, I bet if the Bristol play did that, nothing would have happened. Oh, no, the, no, no, no. Ref would have waved that away if, no. that, if that was the Bristol player. No, I don't think they would have. I think he was lucky to escape with just a yellow. Because, and this is this is if the referee wanted to apply the letter of the law, hands raised, his hands were raised and they went over and onto the player's uh, face and neck, which is a red card incident. So I think it, although it was funny to watch somebody get a piggyback ride, that's a red card offence, which is stupid because he's already been red carded once this season. So I'm counting our lucky chickens that, the referee just went, yeah, that, that was stupid. Yellow card. Rather so from than... a Bristol, Bristol City fan's perspective, how would you be feeling when you saw Luke on nine incident? Would you be pissed that he didn't get a red? No, I think I think because it was that funny, nobody's really looked at the technicalities of that foul. I no. just I've just just looked into it and went, like, if you've basically choked, essentially you've been able to jump over somebody's neck and you could have choked them down. He just went, oh, and then like, what is it? It was like a weird, like weird kiss in his ear or something. <laughs> Thanks for the ride. Um, if you did that on a, you know, like your typical Saturday morning football games that you see, oh, that even, had... the other player would have just punched him in the face if it was like if that if that Bristol City player was like Sunday League getting jumped on your back, you would just turn around and punch the guy. You wouldn't care. Oh, you'd, head, you'd headbutt him back, wouldn't you? Like a head backwards headbutt sort of thing. Yeah, to get him off. It'd be a bit more. It'd be a bit more aggressive. Let's let's say if it wasn't a professional match. Oh, um, oh definitely. So I don't think there's going to be a, a copycat incident up and down the leagues where players are piggy getting piggy rat rides to stop the uh, the attacker running through. Um, but it's also not the first Sunderland player to do it. I don't know if you uh, if you saw a couple of tweets and stuff, but there was Catamol doing it as well a couple of years back in the Prem. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Who was it against? Do you know who we were against? Uh, I, think I, think, I think it was West Ham. Oh. Oh, it was either it was, it was it was it was it was either West Ham or Aston Villa. It was one of the brown teams that played in yellow that season. All right. Um because my my favourite memory of Catamore was when he was standing over Jack Colback after he pretty much broke his leg. Yeah, that was fun. I think that's <laughs> that was many people's profile pictures for months. Uh, some, yeah. some still have it to this day. Yeah. Um, yeah, some people actually had that picture blown up as well. <laughs> I, I, you can't blame them, though, can you? Uh, right. Uh, we are coming up to roughly the hour mark. I don't know if DJ's back now or not, and life's started to, to calm down or not. But uh, do you want to call out what's happening on your channels, lads, or what you're doing socially so we can uh, work out? that watch back or listen on the podcast of how to find you, how to get a hold of you, how to get involved. 
all of that good stuff because we're all Mackums. <laughs> well, I think I'll just be sharing stuff on Instagram about maybe the match, you know, after it's happened, yeah. maybe the result. And you can, to, for people who may want to follow me, I'm on TikTok, Jacob7545. And on Instagram, it's Jacob William Aviad. So feel free to follow if you want. Perfect. Paul, it's your turn to plug, mate. <laughs> well, uh, on Monday, actually, we've got a um, a supporter from um, Coventry actually coming on. Oh, is it Matt SP? Uh, <laughs> no, it's not Matt. He's like, um, yeah, he's too big for us. We've now, got he? somebody from uh, Sky Blues TV. Oh, okay, that's sick. Um, coming on. Um, I think it's a guy that uh, Brad spoke to yesterday. Okay, feel free to invite him for this this uh, this meet this Macam football show next Friday as well, because it would be nice to see. Well, depending on what happens tomorrow, their perspective of the game that'll be a nice nice take to have as well. Um, okay, anything else? Uh, and of course, well, after the game tomorrow, me and Brad and uh, other people will be uh, giving our views on the game. On RWA podcasts. Perfect. Uh, DJ, I don't think, is back. He's doing a live stream tomorrow and he'll more than likely post a couple of goal videos. Uh, for me, I will be DJ doing. Is, by the way, by the way. Oh, he's he's back. there, by the way. He's, he's back. DJ, you can speak. Hello. Hello. What we're doing? We're, we're wrapping up. What you're doing, socials wise, content wise, so people can find you if they want. Yeah, I'm doing the uh, live stream, um, Coventry game, and I'll be doing some uh, <clears throat> snippets, some short clips, um, monetization friendly on YouTube over the next <laughs> coming few days. Just some classic goals and snippets of Sunland. There we go. Exactly like a convert. <clears throat> Um, and same here. So we're doing a watch along stream tomorrow with DJ Paul and Jacob um, for the commentary match. Twelve thirty kickoff. So we'll be going live twelve fifteen onwards, and then a uh, league review video. And uh, if we do score any goals, some shorts around the goals as well. So keep an eye on this channel. Uh, that's and for the Macam if you're listening to it on podcast. And until next time, catch you. Do it. Hello, lads. Goodbye. <laughs>